happy inauguration day to you guys, or uh, however happy it can be, depending on your political a, leanings. That's right. Festive day. America is back to normalcy, baby. Mm-hmm. All, all of our favorite war criminals and pedophiles were there for the inauguration. We are back at it. <laughs> Dick Cheney was it. in the house. Dick Cheney right there. with America. Bill Wait, was he really? He's falling asleep. Dick, Dick George Cheney Bush was, is there. was posted up on the left side. <laughs> Yeah, kind of hunched over. The, I the did cameraman. not know that. Yeah, the cameraman mistakenly panned over him for like two seconds, and he turned to stone immediately, and they had to cut away. <laughs> it was a, a Medusa-like effect. Dick Cheney, the modern-day Medusa. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> that is what they call him. Crazy. <laughs> that's oh, that's yeah. at least what I heard around the water cooler. Look, if there was an American that was... A Medusa-like figure, yeah. He's he's like comically at the level of like a villain, like a true Lex Luthor. Like, I mean, after watching Vice, I was like, I knew about the stuff, but man, man. even half of it. Uh, Vice is, exactly, Vice is like diet. It's like diet. It scratches Cheney. the diet scratches Cheney the story. It's, it's like the little inklings of like, oh, he might have known about 9-11. It's like, no, he like he constructed 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that get into that later. Oh, so crazy. It's a, you know. Yeah. When we're in like year six of feed picks and we're like really scraping the barrel for content. That's and everyone has stopped listening. Episode. Everyone has given up. Yeah. And we can do the 9-11 episode. Exactly. That's like a series. Never mind. Um, <laughs> that's a four-parter. Uh, I but got yeah. some big news. I'm a chapstick wow. guy now. Have you not been a chapstick guy before? Literally never until this year. Wow. wow. I'm, a, I'm a consistent chapstick. Yeah, you're one of those guys that had the crusty lips just your whole life. <laughs> You know how many times I hang out? You, you what? You think I got crusty lips? How much time we've been kissing? You think I would have noticed? How much time we spent smooching? You think? What do you tell me? See you licking those lips, dry lips, having as. <laughs> don't don't well, try no and lick them now. No more. My lips no are shiny. More. That's right. Joe Biden is in office. Thomas is a chapstick man. The nation is healing. A lot of firsts here. <laughs> I will say, uh, can't help but feel a little let down uh, by the fact that there were 25,000 troops in D.C. and not not a murmur, nothing, no drama, no action. Nothing. I heard um, I heard that they cleared everybody out like in a like to a five mile radius, apparently from they the had inauguration. Down. Yeah, yeah, I, I it was pretty crazy. It. Which I, like, some- I get it. Yeah, I saw some some fact on Twitter where it was like we invaded the entire country of Panama with like twenty four thousand <laughs> troops, and we had twenty five thousand in the capital. <laughs> I, the, you know what's so crazy is like that's how threatened the government felt by the by the the far right people or whoever was at the capital. That like is that's so the, crazy to me. That's like the effect that that had on them. It's yeah, I know we don't we don't like to get too overtly political on this show. No, it's happening today. It's I mean, it's got it. It's inauguration day. It's current, it's current events. But like it's to me, I don't know. I all, all those people who are like, this was a coup attempt, like and all that stuff. That seems a little dramatic to me. <laughs> I just I think my thing with all of it is I just don't know what the end goal was. Like best case scenario. You st- you st- I don't I don't know I don't even based, know what best case I mean based on some of those videos I saw of like the people wandering around inside I don't think they had any intention of ever getting that far <laughs> I think all of them were yeah. like 
okay, uh, so we're in the building. Like, now what are we supposed to <laughs> it's do? Like, I did not think I was going to make it this far. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it was like you had, you know, a few dozen people who were like the overzealous leader type. Yeah, the horns guy. Just kind of oh, yeah. riling everybody yeah. up. I mean, if you're there, you're already kind of riled up. I mean, right. one there was like, you know, you know, there's like plenty of these soccer moms, you know, there. Yeah. Like something tells me it wasn't like all like yeah. ex-soldier looking guys. Or right. Like, like the 45 year old QAnon guy strolling in there. Something tells me that he like didn't really have a plan to usurp the government. Something tells me that he was just yeah. like, oh, it's I, like I am in over my head at this point. Right. And also, like, they, I, I, you know, there were chance of, like, looking for Pelosi. They were trying to find her, but she, oh, obviously, yeah. they couldn't I believe that. Her. I believe that part. Um, yeah. And then, I think, and then the other goal, really, was that they were counting votes at that time. So, they were hoping yeah. to either stop the steal or, uh, like, take the votes, count them themselves. I don't know. <laughs> I have no I, idea. I, I, again, I, I don't think they knew either. I think they were just, like, storming. They were running up the steps. And then, all of a sudden, they found themselves inside, and they were, like, we we couldn't have planned for this. I think like, I think the last thing I'll say about it is it's, it's really sad to me that people died because of it. That's yeah. like, what a, what a un dishonorable death. Like, Such a just, waste. Yeah. I mean that the lady who got shot in the neck, she ended up dying and I mean, had a whole family and yeah. it's just like, they, just at the, I almost said civil war at the, <laughs> at the Capitol, like civil war dropping for what like exactly or and like what? what what's so insane to me is like they were back in session like four hours later like somebody died like in that doorway and like four hours later yeah. they were just back in session and the capitol policeman too yeah that, um got bashed in the head with a fire extinguisher i'm pretty sure jesus yeah i don't know man rough chaos stuff. baby oh, but well. Hopefully things become boring again. I mean, I hope yeah. at least. Remember, they for sure will be. It was like, what was it? Was it last time we recorded, or maybe the time before? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that 2021 is gonna be the worst year ever, and then I'm gonna have to eat my words. And we were like, <laughs> we're two weeks in, and we are popping off. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not it's great. Been a fast start. I mean, that's. I'm at this point. I'm just like. I've already been along for the ride, but now we are all along for the ride. Like we're just gonna have to see because <laughs> the train has sped up and there is there's no getting off now. The train is speeding at a million miles an hour, and I'm sitting here unemployed with next to nothing to do but yeah. sit on the train. You just gotta sit there and watch, baby. Just wait for my next stop. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I will say I was I was a little disappointed we didn't get some more spicy Joe content today. I was hoping for like a nice gaff, a nice flub, but he, he there was a, that speech. There was the one where he said uh rural and Erlin instead of Erlin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that rural was a good one. and it's Erlin. I was really <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, that was, was great. I was really nervous for him. I was I thought he did yeah. actually a pretty good job. I was and I think he knew what people were like. You yeah. know, got the binoculars uh, out like when's he going Everybody was up? sitting there with, yeah with the notepad out. <laughs> when's he going off script? I was really hoping we'd get some sort of like snippet of that letter that Donald supposedly left him. I think that's that's I'm might so be curious. like I I want to know so bad. I'm sure just, we'll see it eventually. He <laughs> said, I saw it today. Biden said uh, yeah. he's going to talk to Trump about it first, and then we'll talk yeah. about the note at some point. So yeah. maybe that's, we'll... that's because the note just read like, 
Joe, your son smokes crack and you stole the election from me. And frankly, I didn't even want it. It's the worst job in the world. Have a great time. Uh, I'm going to be sitting on a golf course for the rest of my life. Joe, I hated, I hated nice this job note. you're going to as well. I thought it was a pretty nice note. I, I'm going to talk to him and see if I can share it. That's pretty good. It's getting better. Better than back and time. forth though. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's the challenge. Usually, I've I've finally gotten to the point where I don't have to like work my way up to Joe. I can I can hit the ground running. He said, uh, I heard him say history today, and that really history. sounded like his victory. Came history, yeah, yeah. Smokesbury. <laughs> yeah. It's the RYs. That's where you can really yeah. lean into it. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> history, I, you history, and you know, you know the thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no thing. That's an all-time great. You know the thing, bite. and then oh man, there's the one that everybody forgets about is I think it was like from pretty early on in the primaries where he says something to like a military crowd, and he goes, "Clap you dumb bastards" or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, clap, <laughs> you, clap you stupid bastards. <laughs> That's such a I good one. About that, I love good. Angry Joe. He needs to bust that out more. <laughs> I, I docile old man Joe is he's fun, but he's not quite as entertaining as like Angry Joe. Angry Joe, it's like I did not want to disappoint that man. I don't know him, but, but poor Pop was a bad dude. Disappoint him. He was a bad dude. <laughs> I did not want Joe to call me a bad dude. I feel so bad. Yeah, he that's what he he needed to deliver his speech from that pool chair, and he would have really had the whole crowd <laughs> enraptured. I know that would have done it for me. But oh man, good old Joe. Inauguration day. That's right. Uh, I will say, I really liked it. Like I said in the group chat. The ladies were popping off the outfits. Shell they were styling. They were, they were dressing up there. They were and, dressing. Uh, Jill, weird. I. It's weird to say like Doctor Joe know, Biden to talk about them like as their. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Joe Biden. Joe Biden's husband. Lady Gaga's friend. That's an all time. Lady Gaga's friend. And she, she was there. there. She was there. She had I, a bird on her shirt. Yeah, yeah. Big, the really Portlandia. Big. The Portlandia put a bird on it side by side to eat. <laughs> It's there were like so many celebrities. I know it was only three, but it felt like the the weight of that show was on celebrity performances. It almost felt like I was watching like a like an award show or something like the Oscars. And it was like, and the award yeah. for vice president goes to <laughs> Kamala Harris. Okay, Lady Gaga is gonna perform for us next. I and now I presenting Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm weird, like I get weird about talking about other celebrities because I'm like, if I someday work with you and if you're hearing this right now, I'm very sorry. And that's not like a cocky thing. It's just like covering my ass in the future. Not a fan of JLo's musical career. Uh, like, I yeah. think she's a good performer. Like, she dances and stuff really well. But I feel okay. like it wasn't it wasn't for me. I'm still Jenny from the black. <laughs> Was not for me. Hey, I actually, little, I, I think I missed like the first half of JLo's performance. I think that's where I came in on because I was on a work call before. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it uh, felt like a weird choice. Yeah. It was know. a strange song choice. I mean, I know yeah. she did like the Super Bowl like last year or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, what's your connection to Joe Biden? I don't know. It's it, 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 yeah. like, it, that's the other thing is we never we never discussed the, the inauguration playlist either. Oh, man. Well, let me. Let's go for it. Let Is it Joe's playlist? It it's it's yeah, quote unquote Joe Biden's you. election day playlist. I don't think Joe was making very many choices uh, for the there's election an, day. There's an MF Doom track on there. Yeah. So that tells you all you need to know about who made this playlist. I'm, I'm listening really, to MF Doom. I would really like to know, like, I'd like to know what he actually listens to. I, I mean, I have no idea. It could be anything. Well, I, let's see. He's 78. He was born in 1942. 
Yeah. So he's it's like like a couple years younger than my grandparents. He's like 76? He's 78. I, I would believe, yeah, that he maybe put on like the Bill Withers, maybe yeah. he put on like Steely Dan, maybe. Even that I feel Fringe. like was a little late for him. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's tough to say. I don't actually... think he was he was going like Johnny, put on the new Unbelievers by Vampire Weekend. <laughs> like I, that just that to me isn't tracking very well. I need him to make an actual like you know how uh, Obama always releases yeah. the, his playlist. I'm like, I need Joe to do that just so I can get a read on the guy. I feel like I don't know him very well. <laughs> I need put on K Tranda and Charlotte Day Wilson. Josh, I feel like your playlist would probably coincide with Joe's. Oh <laughs> yeah, lot. it's probably give a little, probably a little overlap there. Like I think you guys could really connect on that level. Yeah, <laughs> let's that's get you true. On the show. Yeah, let's that's have true. Yeah, I'll give Joe a call. He's, I'm sure he's you know got a pretty open schedule. He'd probably you know come on the show for a bit. He's got a podcast. Did you know that? Oh what? no, I can no there. Wasn't it? Um, no, I'm thinking of the one with Bill Gates and Peter uh, <laughs> Jones. But no. a Bill, a Bill, or not Bill, Joe Biden does, I think, have a podcast. I wonder what That's the metrics crazy. of that are. I'm Joe Biden's podcast. <laughs> and so we're, I got the microphone in front of me, and we're going we're to be talking for a little while about, you know, the thing. <laughs> just just uh, five minutes. Just as a disclaimer, we are not making fun of Joe. It is a very fun accent to do along sure. with how we do the Trump accent. It's the just duality. Like, exactly. It's, you, you have, have to have, have both. both. You have to you have both. You can't just make fun of one side. You got to do right. both. That's, right. That's my thing. That's I'm, the problem I'm in, with the, the United States of America today. I'm an you Make fun of one side, but you got to make fun of both sides because there's so yeah. much to work with there. It all goes around. Exactly. <laughs> you you really are. If <laughs> no you one's saying only make fun of one side. You're missing you cutting yourself half the off. content. Yeah, of a lot of good content. Really depriving yourself. And hey, when your Joe Biden voice is good as Brad's, why would you not right. do he's it? Been, he's been workshopping and it shows, you know. Uh, it's driving Shannon nuts. She, <laughs> she hates it. Oh, so I bet. Much. Look, Shannon, oh. you know what you signed up for. She knew. Oh, uh, yeah. She knows. I I'll just walk out of the the office, you know, after after a phone call or something, and I'll be looking through the fridge, just narrating my journey, <laughs> trying to find a snack in Joe Biden voice. And yeah, she's. I think she's gonna break off the engagement. By the way, that's some big news too. Oh yeah, Brad's Spread engaged. The word. engaged. Tell your friends. Call the I'm media. Off the market. Sorry, ladies. I called New York Times. They wouldn't do a story on it, but I've got Vogue on the line right now. They're they're thinking about a cover issue. I'll tell you what, folks. If a local podcaster can find love, anybody can. <laughs> Truly, Amen. Truly, famous a famous local podcaster. Let this, you know, let this be a tale of hope to you out there. You know, if you're you're stuck in quarantine, you haven't found the one yet. If I can do it, literally anybody can. So can you. Uh, fun words from Brad Lopak there. Fun fact about Brad's engagement on the engagement day was the day I got my COVID test back and it was positive. <laughs> That's right. Very uh, important storylines for we finally to overshadow. Yeah, we finally but... have a, a COVID positive <laughs> member of the podcast. It's been a long time in the making. It's only fitting that the one in LA County, I guess, is the one that tests positive. They said True. they when I got the positive test back, I was watching the news and it said one in three people in LA County have COVID. <laughs> That's out of eight million people. That's like really easy math to do. That I don't know staggering. exactly. That's like well, if it was nine million, it'd be three million. So be like three million, right? Like maybe like two point eight or something. 
Right. Like it's, I mean, basically grounded up to 3 million people. You can get COVID, COVID walking out to the mailbox in LA. And we got it from Costco, most likely. Oh, well, you're getting it in bulk there. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. We got it in bulk because Caitlin and I both got it. So, <laughs> wow, boy, those BOGO deals. Are- <laughs> you, that's the one you don't want. These BOGO deals are going to yeah. be the death of me. I know. It was really beating your ass for a couple of days there. It really was. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, the the first three days were the worst. The first day I took four showers because I just it's the only place I could find solace. I had back pain, so I couldn't lay down. So I'm just yeah standing in the shower, drinking Gatorade, hanging out. <laughs> just <laughs> can't see anybody. Out, That's a tough life. Sweat. That's I was doing. I was like, because the steam actually really helped. It's a sinus thing, too. So like yeah. that helps clear your sinuses and. I think that helped me because all I did was shower and sleep for three days straight. And after that, I was starting to feel pretty good. Yeah. I would like slip back and forth every once in a while into like some symptoms. But as of right now, I'm feeling 95% great. And I just got my second test back. It's also positive. So, oh, yeah. Thomas was very, (laughs) he was very desperate for my PlayStation Network password at that point so he could play Spider Man. Uh, I had to wait for Brad to get engaged before I could play Spider-Man. <laughs> this true. asshole had to pop the question. It couldn't even just slide me his password that he uses for everything. For he had to go and change it before he gave it to me. <laughs> a bastard. Oh man, I uh, that was honestly such a godsend and also such a time waster. But hey, great hey. game. I enjoyed hey. it. I what else you got it? to do? You're hunkered down. Amen. Amen. It's. I I always think it's really funny thinking back on it. Like for the first what like two weeks when everybody was kind of in a panic it was like oh my god the cases in georgia have hit 200 like yeah the the wave is coming it's here it's mm-hmm. you know everybody hiding your houses and now it's like well we were finally under a million so i guess i'm gonna go out and get some food um and, and maybe you know go to a restaurant or something it's, it's so uh, weird it's like even now i don't know like people tell me uh, you're not contagious but you still have it after yeah. 10 days and there's just so much i don't know and there's nowhere for me to really turn because even yeah. the cdc website like people just say so many different things about it i don't get it i think if you you know give it an even two weeks and if you're not showing symptoms anymore i, I think you're pretty much in the clear that's it's, what i'm saying a lot of that from what i understand a lot of that asymptomatic spread stuff has kind of been <laughs> i don't want to say debunked but like the odds of you spreading it when you're not actually showing symptoms are like significantly less i guess I mean, that makes sense because it's not yeah. like ravaging your body at the time. <laughs> right. I guess it's it's something like the like amount of the actual virus hasn't like replicated enough to, right. you know, I'm not a scientist, um, but you can <laughs> just to be clear can take this as fact. Um, you if know, you want to, if you'd like these days, you can take anything as fact if you really want to. You can just kind of pick and choose. It's I mean, yeah, so we it's do. Like buffet style. That's right. Speaking of, I, I've decided I'm going to become a post-Trump QAnon guy. I know that, like, <laughs> I think that's, like, I love the, the like, kind of duality, like, the ultra-irony duality uh, archetypes. And so I think post-Trump QAnon is, like, the perfect just amalgamation of, like, a pointless belief, you know? <laughs> it's so like, like a point, pointless belief, like, doubled down at this point now that Trump is out of right. office. It's it's like how we would we would joke around that global warming like we're gonna we're global warming believers but we only believe it because we think it's a good thing because it's making the weather nicer like that's a joke right. obviously so you're, you're but... like oh July it's like sixty five in July and it's like 
yeah in november all right the guy who's I, like of course climate change is real of course i believe in it i just don't want to do anything about it because i think it's good. To love it. i love it because <laughs> i i just enjoy wearing a coat in july sue me yeah so so i'm actually i'm gonna say that joe biden is q it's not trump uh joe biden all along been, joe yeah. biden was q he was Q the whole time. He and, sent uh, there for that bad press so he could rile, you know, support from his base. <laughs> I mean, really, this makes more sense the more you talk about it, flesh it out. It's but true. Yeah. I, I think I sent it to the group chat earlier, but like literally like today, the one of the moderators on like the biggest QAnon forum just went scorched earth and deleted everything. So I was like, okay, let's lock it in. That was definitely a CIA sigh up. Like that's Dang. there's no way that that could be coincidence. That's kind of where I, I got, stand. I gotta delete everything. I did too much damage. It's just like something about it is so like the the 45 and up audience just eats it up i don't know what it is it's so it's like a brain worm i don't get it like i've tried so hard i try so hard to like put myself in their shoes and like get understand like okay maybe that you know i understand this part of it but yeah it'll just be like yeah you're mongering but bill gates is currently being held before a tribunal (laughs) on a secret military base it's like okay no let's no one powerful will ever be held accountable so we don't have to dial it back a little bit the the craziest thing is like me and josh are are very obviously conspiracy (laughs) theory people like we are very receptive to all of that and it it still sounds batshit insane to us (laughs) (laughs) like the fact that like yeah of course you know bill clinton was on epstein's island and you know, he might be a pedophile, but uh, he's never going to get arrested for it. Like, come on, let's right. Right. expand I mean, your mind. A little yeah, bit. it's like just you got to move on something else, really. Yeah, but. let's let's focus our energy elsewhere. Like the, the hollow prevailing moon. thought is, you know, the Q uh, conspiracy is the psyop that Brad mentioned briefly yes. earlier. You know, a little distraction like, from it's, uh, it's to you know make regular conspiracy thoughts seem crazy to the average person who's not into it right so i could be like oh have you heard about this conspiracy and then i give like eight like undisputable facts that are true <laughs> yeah and they're like all right conspiracy nut and i'm like okay yeah okay you crazy <laughs> ass so I don't, I don't there think he goes again yeah i don't That's think there's any it. coincidence that it popped up like right around the epstein stuff like that QAnon, and they were kind of right next to each other so I, I don't think that was i think accident. epstein we... was the catalyst Epstein I think was Q. We need to uh, have a Q episode about our favorite conspiracies that have been debunked since, or just are debunked when you tell someone about oh it because it's just <laughs> so just <laughs> unbelievable. I need to find. There's some post that I saw where it was like talking about how <laughs> the inauguration was going to be this mass arrest event, and they were like, <laughs> "Trump is yeah. Trump is not going to be there because he knows that the National Guard is going to turn on the elites and arrest them all." And I was like, "Where?" do you have even like a shred of evidence the national guard were walking around with guns with no ammo those guys were just not going to be arresting they were just bodies they were yeah Yeah. no yeah exactly i think we should definitely have a little spin-off episode about q because i got a lot to say about that i i love it it's it's so fascinating to me like i know i know I, i shouldn't love it and it's like it's damaged a lot of people's brains beyond repair but yeah i think it's just like fascinating to read about but uh, speaking of, uh, you know, quarantine, COVID, all these things, uh, I've been watching a lot of serial killer documentaries. Uh-oh. 
There's you're a lot in, of them. You're in the land. There are a lot. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're in the hometown of every serial killer. That's what makes it so interesting because I I know the places they talk about and also scary. But yeah, it's like I'm watching this and I'm just going, I'm taking comfort in the fact that with the technology we have today and that the police have, you're getting, and Josh, I think disagreed with this, but I, you're, I not getting, disagreed. you're not getting any more than five bodies depending on how unless it's a rampage how yeah That's exactly yeah. yeah right unless it's a group of people if you but hit them all in one night maybe although like i don't Santa. know even then even then i feel like it would like no I, I'm, I'm talking like i'm start let's say okay this is actually this is very bad for me but I <laughs> all right hang on hang out. on josh let me remind you this is going to be this a published is not, media. okay i'm gonna scale back i would never do this a friend of mine was telling yeah. me Someone whose friend knows someone who told me this said, let's say hypothetically, <laughs> I, I were this person who I am not, and I would never do this. The ATF no. is sitting outside your house going, yes, yes, okay, he's, he's getting there. They're just sweating. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. If I start south, maybe, and I commit to whatever action is there, and I just slowly drive north and continue to commit whatever action this would be, would they, you know, figure it out in time? That's a that's that's a fair point. If you're constantly moving, and again, you're going, not trying to give ideas uh, to anyone, um, and I don't condone any violence. I just I still feel like it would be so hard to get to that double digit number. Let alone what did this guy pull? The Night Stalker guy, like seventeen people. Seventeen, and then it was like twenty-one attempted, I think, or something like that. Yeah, he did. Is it, he hold on. Successful so is that 17 plus 21 or is that no 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 no. like okay. 21 total i think it was some i mean it, <laughs> it was, was over, over the course, course of, yeah like go ahead it, what, it was like three years i think it was like more like hundreds of days than like a, yeah. i don't remember exactly how long it was though i mean it went from like 90 i remember seeing at least 100 days that he was doing it at least yeah like, yeah and it was just like all over los angeles basically and then yeah man it was crazy yeah so well anyway we i watched the night stalker documentary i think josh watched it too brad you've not seen it's it? only like four episodes yeah. i watched it all in one night it's an easy watch like it's basically it's one big movie that, i had no issues falling asleep so it's not really that bad <laughs> it's not that scary i mean it just shows you how inept the like the police were that like they just yeah. weren't receptive to like it was like the one detective that is like kind of featured mainly he's pretty on the on the spot like he knows what's going on and he's yeah like, very aware yeah, pretty much calling everything but you know how bureaucracy yeah. works you know all the departments <laughs> fighting over who's gonna get what yeah. and that type of thing well, you know, yeah. it's my day off. Uh, I'm hearing screams on the other side of this wall, uh, but uh, I retire in two days, hey. and uh, I just <laughs> Bugsy Strongarm is on the case. That's LA, that's LA County's problem, baby. I, pre I pretend I don't hear it. Not my jurisdiction. <laughs> I put my I headphones on. I go I to do sleep. Not see it. I retire in two days. I'm not starting this now. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I would say the best, uh, the best moment from the documentary for me had to be when. Um, these two cops, they basically narrowed it down to, they narrowed it down to someone. And then they had that person who is the night stalkers friend, uh, in like their police car, like they pulled yeah. him into their car and he was not going to give him anything. He's like, I'm not going to tell you guys anything. And he turns around and he says, I am going to take my fist 
I'm gonna. He's. I, I want to get it right. Do you remember he what he said? Him once at least. I know he, he turned around and yeah, smacked the shit out of him. Smacked him in the head, and then I think he said, "I'm gonna split you from your mouth to your ass if you don't tell me where yeah, that's the Night Stalker is." And he, he got. And that was the reason how. That's how they caught. No, him. no, wait. That was, they had a. They had a first name, and they needed the last name. That's what it was. Knew, that's what it was. This yes. guy knew him. I don't uh-huh. know how they, I don't remember how they said they knew. They him. had the first name, but they were like, "We need his last name." And he was like, "Either I don't know, or I'm not going to tell you." And he said, "I'm going to split you from your mouth to your ass if you don't tell me." Continued to be, oh yeah. And then he went for another punch, and the guy said, "Whatever the last name of the Night Stalker is," he said that. He was like, "It's it's this, it's this, it's this." <laughs> Boom! Incredible. How how are you that loyal to a serial killer? Is my question. I think it's more of like you're so against the police in that situation oh right. yeah it's yeah. like a yeah i think there's i mean more it's not it. like if you're hanging out with serial killer you're probably not you know the best type of guy that's anywhere. true you, you, you might be a little fringe <laughs> probably had a few run-ins say. with the law I'm exactly sure. and then you know the snitching mentality as well that's yeah. not gonna do you too well, well in prison that's true but neither is uh you know prison at all i'm assuming you, you can get there. out of prison if yeah <laughs> I'd like to keep well, my ass in <laughs> I don't know if you're wheeling and dealing like that in the back of a cop car when you're getting beat up. So That's what I'm so saying. Like, that takes a so lot much. of balls. But that yeah. Night Star, it was a really good documentary. Like Josh said, it's only four episodes. And it's cool. It's like it's got a cool soundtrack, kind of 80s-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the purple text. It's very cool. It's like, a, again, yeah. 80s vibe. What was uh what was going on in the 80s that was making all the serial killers in the 70s? Like... There, there has to be something. Was it just like the post-Vietnam? Was it like you know what's weird is like the, all the drugs going around. Like I don't, I don't understand. But like the, a lot of those guys weren't like drug addicts. You know, it's you don't become like a serial killer because you're just high one time. I will say Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Uh, I just watched yeah. his show. He might have the craziest origin story of uh, most serial killers I've heard. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I, uh, I watched, so the show Manhunt, Unabomber, um, they have two seasons. They have the Unabomber season, then they have the Atlanta Bomber season. Okay. Um, both are really, really good. I think the yeah. Atlanta Bomber one was better, but Ted, he, so basically he went to Harvard and he was like a really smart person, like smart dude, had yeah. all these ideas about how the world should be, the manifesto thing, all that. Oh yeah. And when he was in college and his parents say like he grew up fine his parents were cool like they weren't abusive or super crazy yeah and everyone in his life they were like we don't know exactly but we feel like something happened at harvard for him and he came back different and then in the like second to last episode we finally get to figure out the unabomber's origins turns out he joined a at harvard while he's at Still harvard bones he, he jo- no but Uncle, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. Uncle Earl was in that group. Uncle Earl was in Skull and Bones. What? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, yeah. Not have told me that. You should not have told me that. I, I should have a call for me tonight. <laughs> I gotta ask him about that at some point because yeah, yeah, he was in that group. Does for he real. have the skull of Geronimo in his living room? Let's go ahead and dig in on that a little bit. Yeah. That's. I don't. I don't know much about it, but that's. Maybe for another time. I don't know much. I don't. I gotta do some research first. There's no way I can let that go later. So yeah, absolutely. That bag. Well, (laughs) carry on, carry on. Sorry to drop that on you guys, but uh, my point is, Ted, the Unabomber, uh, he 
joined this uh what's it called like um folk like a test group or uh um where did he they get like- mk ultra yes what <laughs> yes he did <laughs> i'm not kidding oh, you yeah. guys have to watch the you have to watch right, the show because I'm telling you it's real folks it i watched that episode last night and it started to go that direction and i was like oh my no one i mean that not to justify crazy. it but i Man. get chills thinking about it look when you get your brain nuked from LSD by the government, like forcibly, I feel like it's only fair that you start writing manifestos to try to take down the government, right? So, I mean, that, that's a predictable arc. What he surely. said they did was they would hook him up to, um, like, obviously you have the the head thing that kind of yeah. holds your head in place. And they didn't hold his eyes open. I don't know if they actually did, but in the thing, in the show that he didn't have his eyes like held open, but... It was footage of him talking about like just crazy stuff in his therapy sessions before this. So, uh, and it was just like this big, like, yeah, it was just this big thing about like, he wanted to prove himself to the head honchos at Harvard. So he wanted to like fit in. And so he was like, I'm going to do this. And then they started these even crazier tests. He walks in, sits down gets strapped in and is subjected to electroshock therapy and then just himself just over it for i either a month or three months i forget like isolation like no like just sessions like he would just go in do it and leave and then come back the next day same thing over and over and over for like a month or two i think at minimum wild and he said he wanted to stop but he was like i wanted to prove to them that i could make it through and like be okay (sighs) afterwards and I don't think he accomplished that. <laughs> Considering not. the goal of those experiments was to just like destroy people mentally. It's the, the goal is not that you make it through like, cause, cause you can't like, they're just, no, gonna that's not the end goal. They're just frying your brain. I mean, it's, yeah, you got, you got to so watch can, like, it. Turn that was off a crazy your, twist. Like, your inhibitions and everything. They can, like, they turn said. off your memory for like torturing. So you can't yeah. remember anything. They talk about all of that. <laughs> Check it out. That's it's crazy. M. Kilcher's real, folks. So Ted, he's alive, isn't he? Isn't he in prison somewhere? Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen on Twitter that you can write him letters and he will write you back. I think you're <laughs> right. He's oh yeah yeah yeah. He's in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. That's crazy. Oh, I'm sure that'll that'll do really well with the MK Ultra programming. Yeah, Just good, being locked in a room for the rest of your life too. God. Yeah, man. Yeah. How, how did I not know that? I don't. I don't know how I didn't know it. I, and that's that's why I've been watching these shows because I'm just like I don't know anything about the Unabomber, the Atlanta bomber, the Night Stalker. Like you just yeah. you know about them, but you don't know anything about them. So right, those shows are very well done. Like some of my favorite TV shows I've watched this year. Mindhunter was so good. And then Mindhunter is like, really good. The writer guy was just like, ah, well, maybe we'll make it later. I don't know. Here's a cliffhanger. See ya. Here's like my critically acclaimed show, uh, universally beloved. Here's the uh, BTK killer. See ya. Yeah, we're we're we have this great season leading up to uh, the BTK killer. What? uh, One of the most famous ones of all time. And then um, I think I'm actually kind of done with it. So yeah, sorry. Kind of over it. What uh? What killers do they get into in Mindhunter? I didn't get far in the season. Uh, Ed Kemper. Kemper, I think, was uh, the biggest one thus far, right? Yeah. They're they're teasing BTK. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember. Is it two seasons? I think they do have yes. Manson is briefly on there. 
they they mentioned Manson as like the archetype that they're like. They have a they have like an actor who plays him. I'm pretty sure it's the yeah. same guy that played him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they're oh, really identical to Manson. Oh, that That's makes an sense. interesting way to be typecast. Yeah, he's just he's Manson and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I've kind of dug my name out for my sins. I got Charlie <laughs> Manson type. I, I I got the swastika tattoo <laughs> on my forehead just to make sure I had it locked down. I'm just a really good actor. character. Um, the, the Unabomber is played by Vision, the guy who plays Vision. Really? Ooh. Yeah. And oh. he does a very good job. Like, I, man, you guys got to watch that show. It's really good. Yeah. The Unabomber I, or WandaVision? No, uh, Unabomber. But WandaVision was good. It's the same universe. It's the same cinematic <laughs> it's shared, universe. It's actually universe. Him, <laughs> the MKL training is happening during the WandaVision episode. <laughs> okay. But that's how they created Vision. That, that's like the direction they're go- It's, there's a there's WandaVision. All right, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll you watch should it. watch WandaVision. It's gonna get good. It's WandaVision. That's one of those shows where like the premise and the name just gave me absolutely nothing to work with. Where I was and like, okay, like, I didn't want to watch it. Honestly, yeah, I was like, I was totally apathetic about it. I was like, this is I I have just like absolutely no interest in Scarlet Witch and Vision. Like who get yeah, you know, thirty minutes of total screen time across the entire Avengers universe work but uh, i've heard that it's like a really interesting spin on it the uh, can i tell you guys just like a small premise part of it that makes it really interesting now spoiler warning for the yeah, watch home i'll watch it spoilers for wandavision give me a little look teaser. if you listen to this show you're getting spoilers if i don't if i'm around don't give me any steak give me a little sizzle let me give you a more <laughs> something so the first episode is <laughs> start to finish a sitcom based on Bewitched, which I know is not an attractive thing, right? Um, it's but a sitcom second, based on Seinfeld. Um, the second baseline episode. and everything. Which one's, which one's uh, Costanza? <laughs> which, uh, who's, who's more of a Costanza? Uh, this is gold, Wanda! <laughs> I've got to watch Seinfeld. I really, I haven't. Like, it's so good. It, it'll be on Netflix in like June, I think, so you can watch it. Oh, then. for real? Yeah. Yeah. But by, the, by then, every show. single person in LA County will be positive for COVID, so you can just kind of hunker down. And Surely like, we'll be shut down by then, like shut down, shut down. Yeah, hopefully not though. I just I want it to be over. Um, WandaVision, real short synopsis. We can move on. Um, the second episode is when things start to get kind of weird. So it's in black and white um, in the first and second episode. And then the second episode, there's a noise outside and uh, Wanda goes outside, finds this like helicopter and it's like got kind of Stark Industries colors on it. Right. Yeah. And that's the only thing in color and everything else is in black and white. So that's kind of weird. And then like as the episode progresses, like it just gets stranger and stranger to the point where you're like, there's something going on like in this show premise, like the sitcom premise. There's something outside of it that's going on. Yeah. And basically, uh, what I'm pretty sure is going to happen is that. So we all know that Vision died in you know uh, yeah. Infinity War, yes. but he's al- he's alive in this show. Right. So, That's that was going to be my question. Like, where I guess we don't really know yet as of the time of this, right? Of yeah. like how this fits into the rest of it. But the interest, the thing that intrigues me is that what people are saying is that Wanda is making like creating all of this because she's apparently like really powerful or whatever all of this is like a creation of her own 
thing. And there's advertisements throughout the episode. Again, like it's a sitcom and you'll see Hydra logos on like a watch and it's like tiny or there's like um, there's like this kind of art piece that looks like uh, the stone on Vision's head exploding when he died. Hmm. And it's just going to be really I I'm, I think the third episode is going to be what hooks people for sure. So Wanda is MK altering Vision and mm-hmm. Vision Wanda is then becomes scientist. the Unabomber. Yeah, this exactly. A, I mean, you know, it's surprisingly on topic, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somehow we always find a way to link it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the episodes are really short, too. Yeah. It's a pretty low commitment. So It's, it's just like a 30-minute banger, it's right? It's like 21. Oh, okay. So. You know, that's kind of refreshing. Like as much, I, I like, you know, the longer shows, the 45 to an hour episodes, that's fine. But like everyone, you know, sometimes it's nice to just not have to just like- have something short. You're minute. like 20 yeah. minutes. That's so short. And they get everything done they need to, so. Oh yeah. Me and Shannon are like, we're in between shows right now. So we might have to give it a try. Definitely do that. Or watch one of the Manhunt shows. They're all very yes. good. I'm very interested in that Unimon mm-hmm. one now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I totally. Well, this whole thing got away from me, but yeah, that's uh, hey man, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching serial killer documentaries. Yeah, all right, Josh, what you been up to? What you been indulging um, in? I watched this for a few weeks ago, but I knew that it would have to be a topic. So it's a, a documentary, it's on HBO and it's called Linda Ronstad, The Sound of My Voice. Now, is this HBO, HBO Go, HBO Max, or HBO Plus? <laughs> or I believe HBO it's now. Uh, HBO, HBO Now. <laughs> HBO Max is what I watched it on. Okay. Uh, yeah, HBO has <laughs> done a really good job of making their platform just easy to understand and, and really simple in the age of streaming. Um, we really love somebody who just has a real grasp on the market and, and, and knows what people like. And that's 19 different subsections of one Thank streaming you, platform. They have in their, in their FAQ, it's like they have a whole guideline as to which hbo thing is what like they have it's just it's just consolidated make the it future one. is now anyway you watched on hbo and i'm about to spoil the entire thing so if you <laughs> i think the only people that are probably watch it have already seen it with me so there's you know <laughs> pretty low chance of people getting too mad there but Josh is about to do like he did to yesterday and just give yeah, us an absolute it's gonna be play by play. Shot for shot. So it opens up. It's a black and white photo. Open and it pans left. up. It pans up. No, I'm just, I don't actually, I don't remember how it starts, but I'll skip some biography information. Well, uh, so who is she? Who is Linda? So Linda Ronstadt is um, a singer from kind of... I want to say the 70s is maybe when she started. Let me pull up her Spotify real quick. Looks like um, somebody wasn't paying very close attention to the documentary. Oh, you don't. Careful what you say. <laughs> Josh, you weren't paying attention to the documentary, Josh. Okay, late 60s. Mm. That's why. Anyway, we're back. Um, Linda Ronstadt. So... <laughs> A really famous singer from the, you know, 60s, 70s era and through pretty much 90s or so. She was pretty successful. Um, She is definitely regarded as one of the best singers ever, I would say, is a pretty fair assumption. 
Um, I'll get into more detail why, but it involves a lot of different genres and pretty much the ability to sing whatever she wanted. So, okay. Let's, uh, she's like eight year level then. Yeah, pretty much. She's like a genre. (laughs) She's like a genre bending artist. You'd say like, like so much so that she's had like, platinum albums in like five genres that type of whoa i think don't quote me 100 percent on that I'll, I'll get into that later but it's at least like that type of vein that's the feet picks promise so let's don't see quote here. me on it 100 percent, but we will get we'll get close we'll get there so her great we'll grandfather there. moved from germany to mexico in the 1830s and then eventually her grandfather moved to tucson so she's um so I'm sorry, I have to I have to ask you real quick. Yes. Are you telling me that a German escaped during the 1930s, maybe Eight, 40s? 1830s. Oh, 1830s. Okay. I thought you said I was like, are we sure that she doesn't <laughs> hang on a second? She the name, the name Ronstadt is awfully close to Reichstadt. Are we sure? <laughs> Son, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. 1830s <laughs> to Mexico. Okay. And then her grandfather moved to Tucson, Arizona. And so this is just like a fun side piece. Not, well, side piece is an pro- interesting <laughs> choice of words for what I'm about to say. But Linda was a fun side piece. Thank you that much. <laughs> so I just thought one of the funny things was like she said like her parents would sing and stuff like that, but her dad rode up on horseback up the stairs of her mother's sorority house and like sang her a song on horseback in wow. like Spanish. That's so like, sick. This That's huge badass. baritone voice. And then let's see, her brother was That's actually that's how I proposed to Shannon. Yeah, Brad was on horseback singing on a, horseback. a Mexican uh, song. I read yeah. about it in the news, actually. And I, I walked the horse up the stairs, but I couldn't get it back down. So that was like the rest of our night. <laughs> he left it up there. Yeah, they, they did kill the horse. They <laughs> the horse has been put down. <laughs> you know, put a little damper on uh, the rest of the night, but I, I think it might have been worth it. Shannon wasn't super happy, but overall, I think yeah, the point uh, the point came across. He couldn't back <laughs> the out of that The sentiment was there, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so sorry, her brother... Josh. I knew this was going to happen. That's, you know, this is how we are. Her brother was a soloist in a boys choir growing up. Uh, so he kind of helped her like teach her like the actual fundamentals more so. Cool. So she formed a band with her sister and brother called the New Union Ramblers because she said it sounded folky. It does. It and then... Does. Let's see. She her siblings eventually left the band because you know they were trying to you know have normal lives. So she moved out to California to pursue music, like you know partially what Tom's doing. At oh, eighteen years it. old, she formed a band called the Stone Ponies. Oh, that's a sick name. So they were in like kind of that L.A. Laurel Canyon peak music scene out in California. Nice. Okay. Her and all the serial killers. Her and all serial killers, yep. That's the craziest thing is when you learn about this stuff and then learning about the killings going on at the time. Right. And then they just right. like it's just like exist separately in everyone's minds. But yeah, exactly. We have a beautiful new album from uh, Electric Light Orchestra that we're about to play for you. Breaking um, news. But 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 really quickly, uh, the Zodiac Killer has struck again. <laughs> but first. <laughs> it's like the beep, 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 breaking yeah. news. <laughs> <laughs> and back into it. Here we go. And, and here it is. Uh, yeah. 
We are but not yeah. trying to trivialize the deaths of all those people, but right. man, that is fun. Look, it's what it, what it's is important. It, the 25 year rule where you can joke about it after that. I think yeah, exactly. yeah, the statute of limitations is up. Yeah. Right. In a minute. So she was, you know, around the LA scene, you know, the troubadour, Tom. That's big, right. Famous music venue out there. I've been there. Um, while she was out there, she saw the birds who we've briefly mentioned before. Um, oh, yeah. She saw the doors play. Wow. She thought, yeah. So, and then like the troubadour, you know, that had people like Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Chris Christopherson, Elton John, Jackson Brown, all kind of just coming through there pretty regularly playing yeah. shows. My Chemical Romance, Blake My Chemical Romance, <laughs> household names, <laughs> all the classics. And so the Stone Ponies got discovered and got a record deal with Capitol Records. Well, I think it was from performing there. Whoa. Nice. Um, and eventually, so the Stone Ponies, it was like her and these two guys. One guy kind of wrote songs, and I guess the other guy was a musician. And then she was like the main talent force behind the band. So okay. the record company eventually was just kind of like, all right, like Stone Ponies are good or whatever, but we just kind of want you to do like a solo act for like okay. you know record sales type thing. Yeah. Um, you know how it goes. It just it happens that way. So Never while, do that to you guys. <laughs> yeah, Tom won't leave us for solo game. <laughs> Definitely won't leave you guys. That's the exact <laughs> dynamic we have at the podcast. Yeah. So while she's at the Troubadour, Linda hears a band playing, and the band is named Shiloh, and they're performing a cover of one of her songs. Do we have a guess who the drummer in this band is? You'll know him. Well, so Shiloh obviously is short for Shia LaBeouf. Um, so that's going to be my yes. guess. 1960s. Uh, California, yep, Shia LaBeouf. Well, he's he's something of like a you know he transcends time figure. Yeah, it is a callback. I'll give you that hint. You got okay. Guest. I don't know why I feel like I know it, but uh... it's gonna kill you when I tell you. Yeah, it just tell me. Just I'm trying to get me. drummers. We've talked about. I know. About a I lot know. Of guitarists and a lot of vocalists, but not so much. He is also both of those. Oh well. Oh, what is he most known for? In regards mm. to what he plays, <laughs> I, more so drumming and singing, but he does play guitar. It's not like it's Anderson like, Pack. <laughs> it's Anderson <laughs> Pack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll just tell it's you. not like Phil Collins or anything. No, not no. quite. He's a so, drummer who sings, so that's my only guess. So while at the Troubadour, Linda heard the band playing a cover of her song, and the drummer of that band was Don Henley. Nice. Ah. Nice. <laughs> see. See. So. Um, just talking about him yesterday too. <laughs> Linda was touring and needed a drummer, so she hired Don Henley to be the drummer for her solo act. Whoa. And, and Linda's boyfriend at the time was also best friends with another guy named Glenn Fry. Well, what? funny how that happens. So Linda brought Glenn along on her next tour, and then Don and Glenn shared a hotel room together on that tour <laughs> and realized, night hey, of passion. <laughs> a night of passion, <laughs> Don Henley and Glenn Fry. My fan. They fake. realized that they were both, you know, really talented uh, songwriters and singers, and they kind of decided to kind of break off and do their own thing. Which <laughs> hey, was, we should make the Eagles. Let's make the Eagles, man. So that's, Don that's looked how at the, Glenn. That's how the movie goes. <laughs> in the yeah, in the hotel room, Don looked at Glenn. He goes, "Oh, the look that's in your eyes." <laughs> and he's like, "Stop, stop, stop." Oh, we got to form a band. He goes, "Man, I think we're." eagles and then there's something. like a guitar riff it's like we're eagles or something man this this riff has got me flying high it's like we're 
Eagles. <laughs> I do want to know. I would like to know the origins of that name. Do you? Does anybody know? I don't. I assume I, it's just like eagles are wicked, man. Yeah, yeah. I. I would literally imagine it would be like, what's like a cool like thing? You want to be like America's rock band, man? Right. Yeah. We're like our style is like Americana, man, and like, what's more Americana like an than theme. an eagle? What, what's our, Plural. What's our, it's uh, like, it's like, but a, like, but bro, there's, there's a couple of us, dude. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're eagles then. Well, then I guess we're eagles, bro. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I'm imagining the, the, um, is it Lethal Weapon where they like, it's like the meme where they're grabbing fists together and it's like the huge buff guys like clapping. It might it's like, be, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's, that's what I'm imagining. They're like, we're eagles, brother, and then they do like the arm <laughs> clasp. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Back to Linda. It's anyway, on topic, though. It's on topic. It it's on topic. It's a so, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the song Desperado and its accompanying album. Desperado. But, um, so I, I thought you were going to say Despacito. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would I say I don't Despacito know. if I'm talking about the Eagles? Uh, I'm sorry. Very briefly, back to the inauguration just for one second since we mentioned Despacito. <laughs> Jesus. There was a part in Joe's speech where he goes something like, this reminds me of a song that I love very much. And I, I immediately flash back to that time where you started playing Despacito from his phone over the microphone. Right. I thought he was going to do it again. I also thought he was going to start singing. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we Joe, go. Don't here do this go. to yourself. Now, I'm glad he didn't because that'd be incredibly hard to imitate. So, and I would, have <laughs> to, I would have to try. The funny thing is, I was like, what is this about to sound like when he sings? What does it sound like when he sings? It's just beautiful. Like it's, it's like suddenly awesome. out of nowhere. He's got this like immaculate, like super articulate voice. Sorry. Anyway. Go ahead. Anyway, the song Desperado by the Eagles. Um, originally, you know, there Don Henley was interviewed on the documentary. He's kind of talking about, you know, right at first, you know, Desperado, the record company, didn't really know what to do with that. They didn't know how to re- like market Desperado. Huh. How do we market one of the most beloved songs so, in American history? what happened linda did a cover of it and it blew up nice and then, oh i do know who she is then there yes. we go yes tommy's I, had his his okay. mk ultra moment i'm there i'm there he just muttered his trigger word yeah <laughs> cover of desperado is my is my activation phrase it's, thomas it's odin cover. <laughs> cover of desperado you have been activated <laughs> You must only sing Linda Ronstadt and Eagles songs from now Head on. to the Capitol immediately. <laughs> the president needs you. Now more than ever. Anyway. Anyway. So around this same time period, Neil Young um, was touring and needed an opener. So Linda opened up the stadium tours for Neil Young when he was like 25, like, like really good Neil Young, like that Harvest album, Neil Young. And she also sang back up on the recording of Heart of Gold by Neil Young. This is going to be my last interjection. Probably probably not, but... um, Doubtful. There is something so... One, super cool, and two, so frustrating that, like, all of the greats just happen to be around each other. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, I saw him at the Troubadour. We got a hotel room. We formed the Eagles. And then, like, it just... It happened so easy back then. Right now, the quarantine... Neil Young met Stephen Stills just on the road in LA. Neil was driving down Literally from Canada. on the road. Like they would like pass cars and were like, What's up, man? Oh hey. <laughs> what? That's how they met. 
Hey, man, I'm so, Neil Young. <laughs> hey, I'm Steven Stills. We're both undiscovered. Going the other way, 60 miles an hour. Hey, I really like your vibe. Oh, sick. Yo, come back. Like, they just, they they just, my number. They folded up business cards like paper airplanes and shot them into like each other's the, windows on Highway like, 45. You know what? Let's form Buffalo Springfield. It's kind of like you're a buffalo and, and I am a Springfield. I'm from Springfield, Missouri. Whoa. <laughs> Wicked. Brother. All right, we'll carry it on here. We got a lot to say. Move right along. So uh, while on tour in Houston, uh, I think this is after the um, Neil Young tour. That was like a short yes. kind of leg. He was doing solo and he needed an opener because he was tired from playing so much. So she <laughs> came in. You know, that type of thing. Just so how it goes. He's touring goes. by herself at this point, like as like the lead act, I believe. And she's in Houston and she runs into a friend of the show, Amy Lou Harris, who oh, we've also stop. mentioned before. Bob. 1973. And she was touring. Amy Lou was touring with who? Another callback. This one's kind of, you know, a little harder for you to get. Graham Parsons. Oh, we've mentioned okay. that before. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a little blast from the past. So Amy Lou was touring with Graham Parsons. Wow. And that was the only time that the two of them had toured before Graham Parsons' death. Wow. So... Damn. Linda was, you know, I guess, I, I don't remember if they were playing together or she was just like a, a different show in the same city. I don't remember the logistics there, but Linda had never seen Amy Lou perform or I guess really knew her at that time. And she was amazed by her voice, you know, so she was like, I want to be friends with her. So they did become friends. No and buts. so, uh, like we know, Graham Parsons tragically died when he was pretty young um, and Amy Lou was great friends with him. Yeah, another victim of the MK Ultra program. Right. What can you do? <laughs> so, uh, Amy Lou was, you know, feeling really bad. And she said that Linda was like kind of there for her, like when no one else was to kind of comfort her through that. Um, and she brought Amy Lou out to LA and was kind of just telling everyone how great she was and like kind of getting her name more out there. So, that was really nice. Um, let's see here. Let me see him. Okay. And we'll just keep it rolling. While touring in New York, uh, Linda runs into, well, she's looking for a new manager at this point because her manager wants to get back into producing. Oh, yeah. Let me just ditch Linda Ron's. <laughs> I, I think I, I can really I make it see. as a producer. Yeah. What so uh, her new producer is a man by the name of Peter Asher, who was the manager for the Beatles before that. Oh, well, that's some big talent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every second of this documentary, you're literally just like, how are there more people involved in this story? <laughs> and they keep adding them. It's insane. I'm, it seems like it. It was yeah. like right at the end of the Beatles, like Apple Records are kind of like, in, I guess, ending. I don't really know when they ended, but the yeah. Beatles were done. So he was looking for a new management. So he signed with her and then got together with David Geffen and signed with Asylum Records with you know, a bunch of famous names. David Guetta. David Guetta. Lo and behold, David Famously. Guetta. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it keeps going. Um, so she was the first person to have a song on the country, R&B, and pop charts at the same time. Wow. wow. What was the r Do you know what the R&B song was? I don't, because she's had so many on all right. of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious. But I don't remember what year that was either, but... That's still... Su- that's insane. It's a hell of a profile. And then it gets, this is where it gets even more insane. We got more people coming in the mix now. Of course. 
So she started dating this guy named Jerry Brown, who was the governor of California at the time. <laughs> and he was one of the guys that was running for the uh, Democratic presidential nominee eventually yeah. against Jimmy wow. Carter. No kidding. Whoa. So Linda and the Eagles were like performing like pro Jerry Brown, like concerts, like trying to get him to be the nominee. Hey man, mm. that'd get me to a rally. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. But the, even what's even funnier is that, you know, um, Jimmy Carter won that nominee, right? Yeah. But he had Willie Nelson, the Allman brothers and the Marshall Tucker band on okay. his side. So it was like the Eagles Stiff and Linda Ronstadt going North against North South kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. Remember that thing I said earlier? She is the only female star to have five platinum records in a row. At wow. The time. Wow. At the time. At the time. Memory. She's okay. just killing it. So the thing about Linda that I would just like to, you know, do like a disclaimer here is Linda actually could understand what a good song was. <laughs> <laughs> she Most of her songs are covers, but they're so... Yeah uniquely hers that they basically become hers that type of singer a johnny cash right. situation if you will right right pretty much every song she does her version is better than the original <laughs> that's I, really- i'm imagining imagining don Headley bursting into the room going damn it linda covered uh desperado and now we <laughs> that's can't supposed to be our hit <laughs> that was our song <laughs> that was our lead single what do we do now <laughs> but yeah it's like if you had you know i mean get plenty of talented vocalists in our time but it's not like you know uh, Ariana Grande is listening to like obscure like folk songs and doing covers right. of them or like yeah. branching out into like different languages like I'll get into soon. Mm-hmm. So Linda got tired of playing in big arenas. Uh, she didn't like the echoes and the arenas, things like that. And she was kind of just wanted to change it up. Queen. So she went to New York City and performed in Pirates of Penzance on, I think it was on Broadway. She just wow. stepped away from music and was doing that. But that role is like like, like uh, practically opera singing, and there's okay. like videos of her doing it. It's insane. Whoa, I'm that's cool. An actor. <laughs> like imagine Ariana Grande, like just going to do opera, like well in New York City, just taking <laughs> I'm a break, pivoting to the theater. She's got some pipes. Theater, pivoting to the theater. She probably could, but it's what? just like yeah. such a difference. Like you have her doing yeah. folk, you have her doing rock, R and B, opera now. And I'm not even there's I'm not even done. We got more coming later. We got more coming. So Pirates of Penzance. She's doing glitch hop. She's doing EDM trap. (laughs) She was nominated for a Tony Award. So that's how good she is. (laughs) This woman can do it all. Did she win any Grammys? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. I think it was like maybe eleven or twelve Grammys she won. I'll have to look. I think I have it on here. So then she, you know, I think her, one of her parents passed away and she remembered that they would have a bunch of like old school Frank Sinatra, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald type music they would play. Nice. So she got, um, she was like, she was the type of person, she was like, the record company would be like, no, you're not doing this. This won't sell. And she's like, no, I'm doing this and it will sell. And she was right every time. And eventually they just let her do what she wanted. I think you understand. I'm Linda <laughs> Ronstad. You I'll be doing whatever I want. So she basically did an album of a bunch of like oldies songs and she got nelson riddle to compose it who's the same guy who composed for frank sinatra nice so you got that out there and then this is where it gets really good she created a super group with emmy lou harris and dolly parton okay and they got two albums and they are all hits front to back (laughs) all killer no filler (laughs) baby 
That's I mean, awesome. It's, they're so good. They're just called Trio. So if you're looking for okay. it. Okay. Mm. They, 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 they didn't go for a Crosby, Stills, Nash type situation. No, they didn't. They just figured like, uh, Trio, I guess. That sounds good. <laughs> Pardon, Harris. Well, hell, there's three of us. I guess we'll call it a trio. <laughs> call it a trio. Call it a day. Let's, let's call a spade is... a spade. <laughs> Emmy Lou and Dolly were just hanging out at like one of their houses and they just called up Linda. I think Emmy Lou like just called Linda and was like, hey, I'm with Dolly. Do you want to come hang out? And like, okay. And then like Dolly just like too. started singing like some like <laughs> folky country song. And then they all just started like harmonizing together. And like, we should make an album. And then they made two. Lo and behold. They're very Shut good. Up. And then they they're too. very good. Wow. Oh, and that's not even all of it. <laughs> Folks, we're at uh, the first maybe 10%. Okay, About 10 after, minutes after that, Linda said, all right, I've had enough of the normal music. You know, I want to get back to my Mexican roots. She okay. makes multiple albums of like classic Mexican music sung only in Spanish. Nice. Wow. Okay. And I've there's like videos of it, and it's like intense, like classic Mexican. Like she's got like ten violin players with sombreros on behind Whoa. her. Like, yeah, like mariachi, basically. But I don't know how to. I don't want to like you know say yeah, the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. That's cool. It's the I'm, largest selling Spanish album in American history. Wow. In American a, history. Oh, in, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. Wow. Canciones de mi padre. It went double platinum. Canciones de mi padre. Casa de mi padre featuring Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell stars in. <laughs> Everybody forgets about that one. I didn't I never watched it, but I just know the I know what it looks like. It's watching Will Ferrell struggle to speak fluent Spanish for it's pretty an hour funny. and a half. It's pretty it, funny though. It, it is. It's funny <laughs> at first, but I, I think by the end the novelty is worn off, and you're kind of like, "All right, let's." I wouldn't watch it again. Let's wrap probably. it up. Yeah, that's how I imagine Hubie Halloween. I feel like I could handle Adam Sandler's accent for like ten minutes. It's not worth it. <laughs> Hubie no. Halloween was not worth it. <laughs> I did not watch it. I knew. I knew better. I knew. I knew it wasn't a it moving wasn't on. Gems. Moving a lot right along. So later on, this was after uh, her Spanish album. She was in New Orleans, just like in the crowd at a concert. You guys Michael know Jackson Aaron... on the scene. Not quite. Oh. Do you guys know who Aaron Neville is? Sounds really familiar. Of... I've seen the name. He's kind of like a in that Lionel Richie kind of space. I don't want to really know that much about him, but definitely well-respected and well-known for that time period, for sure. Kind of R&B. Um, so he was in New Orleans playing a show and she was just in the crowd or whatever. And he knew that she was there. So she, he like called her on stage to sing a song or whatever. She's like, okay. Yeah. One thing leads to another. They, you know, perform really well. They come out with, Parks fly. they win uh, two Grammys for the thing they make after that. Um, oh, wow. So they recorded, you know, that song don't know much. It's like a textbook, like R and B love song. Like, Okay. Uh, I don't want to sing it because that just is pathetic. Hey, Josh, let's hear it. I can look it up if you need me to. No, hold on. Josh hold on. has to. Oh, sing let me it. get in character. Let me get in character. <laughs> Give it a second. I I'm just going to sing a quick song here by Linda Ronstad. What is it called? Don't don't, don't know much. It's like oh, I don't I don't, don't know, know much. much. Is it? But don't I know. Much I love you. No. It's the um uh don't know much about that. No. That is not that. It is much more serious than that song. Oh, <laughs> damn! It's a 
I, I see his voice is so hilarious that I really feel like I'm making fun of him if I do it. <laughs> there you go. Tom's got it. Uh, the, the viewers will love this. Brad will just overlay it with the real song. Oh, is that what I'm going to do? Our tech guy. He's good at it. Her first note here makes me like tear up. Look at this life. I still don't know where it's going. I don't know much. But I know I love you. I see what you're saying. Right. Me doing that on like on the mic. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know I love you. I know I love you. All right, listen up. Ooh. Stop. Look at these eyes. Okay, Linda. That's a beautiful fade out, Tom. <laughs> that was really good. That's, yeah. I have to do that arm extension manually every time I edit the episode, too. <laughs> uh, it's a very physical process. You'd be surprised. <laughs> well, uh, that was Don't Know Much uh, with Linda Ronstadt, just in case uh, Thanks, we want to put the actual audio in. But if not, honestly, I'm, not, I'm, fade I'm out. keeping it. I'm keeping yeah, it. I mean, I just. When she does a little like. I don't even know what the word is for that. It kind of like her voice kind of goes like a little more faint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds so good. Her uh, her her timber timber. That sounds like the right word. So Something anyway, like that. She gets called on stage. They make an album together. They win two Grammys. So <laughs> it's easy. like just formulaic at this point. Right. So here's where our story comes to a semi-tragic end here. Oof. Oh, no. Not too long after, she realized she was kind of losing her vocal abilities. Um, and she was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Damn. Damn. And she last performed in 2009. Wow. She's still, she's still alive. alive. Yeah, she's still alive. It's just she can not sing really much at all anymore. Which That's I so sad. I mean, they like have her on the documentary kind of talking at the end, you know, about how. Oh, yeah. It's really sad, but. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, she, at least she left it all out there. She in a like, she did everything. I yeah. don't know. Honestly, talk about a like a fully fulfilled music career. I went every direction I wanted to. I worked uh -huh. with whoever I wanted to. Now I can't sing, but like my discography is hundreds of songs. So I'm a stud stuck on that. I don't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> <laughs> she was also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame after. I would hope so. And they had, there's like a performance of it. Um, she wasn't there. She was just kind of like accepted on her behalf type thing. Yeah. But it was a Amy Lou Harris, Bonnie Raitt. Cheryl Crow, Carrie Underwood, Stevie Nicks, and Glenn Fry all sang together, like to honor her. At that wow! Whoa. And then Glenn Fry accepted uh, the nominee, the nomination or whatever, from on her behalf. Which oh, cool. yeah, that's cool. Wow, that's really cool. She he accepted it ten, and said, "This is grand. for Desperado." Desperado. <laughs> I'm getting the last laugh. <laughs> You're not getting this. Wow. Yeah, just you know, thought Beautiful. I'd you know share some fun information with everybody. I'm um, sure not much of our listeners really know much about Linda, but yeah. you know, I thought it was a fun story and it's a really good documentary. And I know I said pretty much everything, but I'll tell you one thing, the um, Havrilla folk music cinematic universe is ever yes. expanding on the right, show. Right. And I really enjoy it's expanding, you know, 
I yeah, because everything we talked about. So I'm far. starting to associate names with other names and stories. That's what it's all about. Stories, honestly, pretty cool. We're learning slowly, but we're learning. It's an educational program here on the show. You probably is... bring the classiest version of us to the table. You know, yeah. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> and and me and Tom just take little jabs the entire time. <laughs> just the I can't whole be I can't time. be too serious, or else I'll get you know I'll get Joe hey. Biden or something. You gotta have a laugh. <laughs> It's it that's the thing. A laugh. If you speak any slower than like 30 miles an hour, uh, yeah. we will find someone's popping in. in. Do yeah, not give us a gap. In. Oh, here's me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's me. Uh, for <laughs> any interested, I do have a playlist going right now. If you follow me, what's it called? It. Is it Magnolia? Called, it's just called Linda. Oh. It's just all the songs from her that I've been like, I like the best. I put on it as I'm listening kind of through the. Yeah the catalog if you will that's that's become one of my favorite music pastimes is to just go through somebody's discography and do a little cherry pick of like get familiar along the way yeah definitely oh yeah that's a great way to do it which um i think maybe leads us to our next category i think so category is (laughs) it's discover weekly Tequila. <laughs> so, anyways, my pick this week is tequila. Here it is. <laughs> Tom, how'd you know? <laughs> Beautiful segue, Tom. Glad you you did that. Again, I would love to just commit to that one week. I've I've already spoiled it on the show, <laughs> but just like a totally serious, straight face. <laughs> All right. Uh, now um you may have heard it. The chicken dance. Here it is, folks. The original, not the cover. <laughs> it's yeah, I think it would be really interesting to pick a song that's just believable enough, but just right. ridiculous enough for there to be potentially something said about it. I'll do it. Maybe, I'll, maybe not. Yeah. I'll do it in like episode 164 when we forget. I'm gonna about forget this. about it. Honestly, yeah. you could do it the next episode. I would forget <laughs> that we talked about that. I, so. next I definitely forgot about it already. I think if, <laughs> if I heard it, if I had heard it, like you say something just absurd, I'd probably it would probably click. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would I would connect the dots, but I'd forget about it up until the moment probably that you. Or said we can just do this like, bit where every time Brad picks a song, we're like, "Yo, Brad, this is a hilarious." Oh yeah, bit. nice joke, buddy. Okay, oh, oh you're, Brad, you're you, really going with Steely Dan this week. Nice this one, dude. Guy. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going with Steely Dan this week. <laughs> <laughs> the Chicken Dance by Steely Dan. This the rare cover, never before seen. Um, I am going with Steely Dan actually. Um. So I want to want to reiterate. I, I would like to reiterate. This is a serious pick. Okay. I, at the end of the day, I'm a professional. Okay. I, I don't come here to jerk you <laughs> around. I come here to give you the facts and to give you some, right. some good music recommendations and impressions and to every once in a while force my way uh, into a conversation doing either or a Donald Trump or Joe Biden voice. Um, so with that being said, Here's King of the World by Steely Dan. Anyways, that was King of the World by Steely Dan. Heavy um, wah pedal. Funky. Oh, yes. Funky, 
it's fresh. It's not. I mean, it's an old song. Uh, it's funky fresh. It's fresh to me, and hopefully fresh to you. The listener. Uh, not the Steely Dan song from Joe Biden's inaugural playlist, but... A nice shout-out, perhaps. Yeah. Why nice not? You guys we'll we'll give you this one, Joe. This, this one's for you, Joe. Bring us into the new year. Joe, we got high hopes for you. Don't let him I down. got high, high hopes for a living. High hopes. <laughs> That Pete was from uh, Pete. You, you know the one. That was from him. He did. He did the thing uh, back in the, uh, the when when he was he was walking. We were doing the campaigns. We were doing the we were doing the things. We're, you we're you know the, the thing. Things. Anyway, they're telling me my time's up. Anyway, here's Kamala. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's getting a lot better. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's I got to get the the mannerisms down a little bit better. And it's he's been doing this thing with his s's lately, where he kind of goes like. Like I, I think it's a dentures thing because his teeth are yeah. far too nice to be real for for a seventy year old man. So, but what if they were real? That would be good for him. Damn, yeah, that, those are immaculate teeth yeah. for seventy eight year old. They're real. <laughs> That's yeah, but there's yeah, I agree. It seems like dentures. I don't know. We we'll get you back to you on denture gate. There's a little <laughs> slip moment uh, during one of the debates. I I have my suspicions. I have my suspicions about the dentures. You can't hide forever, Joe. And hide the dentures, Joe. 79 days of hell, Joe. S- 79 <laughs> days of hell. <laughs> we, we, need, we need real? the Joe Rogan, Joe Biden mashup. Well, that's Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. That is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's some layers to that <laughs> Exactly. There's some layers to <laughs> Anyways, Steely Dan, King of the World. <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a pretty fun pick this week. Oh, um, what you got for us? I think I've like sent it around to basically everybody I know, but uh honest man by fat knight from the album honest man um super cool song i re- the thing i like about it it's a good song in itself but if you make it to the two and a half minute mark they switch it up and si- similar to the knight's beat switch uh they go into a bossa nova-esque oh. type of uh you'll see what i'm talking about anyway this is honest man by fat knight tell me what's it gonna take to going on though i liked it oh yeah that was honest man it's got i mean it's got like it's i mean like three different songs in one super cool um i just found them recently recently on my discover weekly and they got a cool sound they're called they're fat night is what they're called at night n-i-g-h-t I don't really know what like that's referencing, but yo girl got that fat night, bro. <laughs> your girl got the fat night. Yo girl, she got that fat night on her, dude. I think it's more like you go to <laughs> you go to like cookout at like 3 a.m. and you get like a full tray and like a milkshake, and that's a fat night. Last night, dude, super fat night for me, bro. We're you want to come over, dude? We're we're doing a fat night tonight. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head, Josh. That's probably exactly what it is. <laughs> Speaking of cookout, I went to cookout the other day. They got a cool with the onions on the burgers. I don't know what that is. You know, they do put a lot of 
I, I, yeah, I agree with that. They put like half an onion on that burger. It's like you, you still have like the whole like rounded top section. <laughs> they just the slap, like they just cut it in half and then slap it on there. It's, it's for like it's literally like it encompasses the entire burger patty. It's. I do agree with that. But shout out cookout. Almost, almost ate a bread tie one time when I was there, so that was cool. Uh, but you know, I, I keep going back. Yeah, you know, I'm not the type of customer to like stop going somewhere, especially <laughs> chains. I'm like, I want to be that strong, but I'm not. I, so I'm gonna go back to Burger King. I could never, yeah. I could never do that. I ate a chicken bone out of a chicken nugget. That didn't actually happen, but if it did, I would still go to Burger King. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, yeah. See, the chickens would have to not be genetically modified to have no bones for that to happen. So right, that's and exactly. That's the libel, pace, actually. The pace would have actually grounded it up into the snigger <laughs> bone anyway. It's it's like a micro fiberglass type situation <laughs> where you don't actually feel it cutting up your insides but it is similar to the stuff in your attic chicken nuggets <laughs> yeah. it's like eating uh, insulation yeah so josh you got anyways that was anyway <laughs> a nice segue um i guess it's only appropriate that i play a linda ronstadt song oh please do i went back and forth on what song to pick maybe 50 times before this and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pick one i know i know which one it is it's gonna be called long long time Oh. And I know there's maybe a joke there. Uh, I'm just going to hopefully we pass by it without realizing. It's such a long day. So, another, okay, another quick Linda Ronstadt uh, connection oh, I forgot to mention. Here we go. Oh, here goes again name dropping this guy. <laughs> this is on YouTube. So I watched this already, but it's like her and Johnny Cash performing on the Johnny Stop. Cash like TV show that he had. No way. And she's like, she looks like she's maybe 20 in this. She's super young, just doing a duet with Johnny Cash. That's so awesome. Like, so sick. Anyway, that's not the song I'm playing, but the one I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated long, long, plug. Long, long time. Let's go ahead and get into it. So that was Long, Long Time by Linda Ronstadt. That's one of the more like kind of folky songs of hers. Oh, yeah. uh, that's why I love it. Some soul in that one. Obviously. This, uh, makes you long for That one's from 1970. Oh, Tasteful Palette. When did she yeah, stop I mean, singing? Like when was kind of her? Um, her last album. Let's check real quick. Her last album and not greatest hits and not remastered. Right. That's key. Um, let's see. The mainline discography only. Um, it looks like 2006 with Adieu, False Heart. Oh, that's very fitting, fitting. for a final, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a little send off. Nice. Well, she's got a she's lot of, really she's got a dense catalog. Dude, listen to that Mexicans like music. There's yeah, pretty yeah, good videos. It's insane. <laughs> I, like, she says, like, music. <laughs> See, it's actually Mexican, so I'm not like saying <laughs> the wrong. Legitimately, thing. I know it's it's just funny. <laughs> um, is it not, is it not um, 
isn't there a different genre of Spanish music that's like I'm sure there's multiple. I don't really know. Yeah. But it's like but classical, hers, like they called it Mexican music. Right. Like traditional Mexican music. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, she's saying like a hundred words like a minute type <laughs> type speaking Spanish. I don't know what singing. she's saying, but she's talking that talk. She and I was <laughs> delivering. I would have never guessed that she would be ethnic, honestly. Yeah. Just from her name. The German name. Yeah. The music yeah. that you've played for, uh, from her. I mean, that's well, crazy. She's also Folks. got like, I haven't played it. She's got like 80s like bangers too. Like she's wow. got everything. Wow. That's she so on her cool. Paula Abdul shit. She's got some Paula Abdul type song. I mean, she's got everything. <laughs> you know, I, um, Paula Abdul was on RuPaul's Drag Race, which I watched a season of. What a crossover. And, yeah. She like let's talk about crossovers. Yeah, yeah. First of all, crazy crossover. They every single drag queen freaked out when Paula Abdul walked in. Like, and it was this is like prime American Idol time too. So like the peak new age Paula. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not talking like Xanax Paula. We're talking prime time Paula. Prime Paula, and prime time Paula. They're calling her primetime Paula. Okay? They're calling her primetime Paula. <laughs> She's crazy. Folks. She's crazy, okay? Frankly, I, prefer, Xanax, okay? I think Simon is the best judge, okay? They're saying, I think he would have simulated it. He tells it like it is. Frankly. He's not afraid to say it. Uh, at the end of every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, they send one of them home. And how they decide it is they narrow it down to two, and then they have to lip sync for their life. So every single time, RuPaul is like, you're gonna lip sync for your life. And then the song starts. And this time it was Paula, it was a Paula Abdul song. They had to lip sync in front, in of, front Paula of Paula Abdul. Do they know what like song's coming? Alive. They know what song's coming. Like they know okay. the song. And okay. they're all like gay anthems. I was gonna say, like, one. what if you just don't know the song? No, they like I think that I think they if, you're, are yeah, told, if you're in the drag race or you know Paula every Abdul's week, they're catalog. like exactly. You're anyway, going to also, lip sync. No. For your life, he is <laughs> Rap God by Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> rap God. Oh my! That's you have it. to hit every word, ladies. <laughs> I I started. Caitlin was watching it, and I joined her one time, and I ended up watching an entire season. That show is very entertaining. Like it's what quarantine really does to an MF. <laughs> it's genuinely like some of the funniest reality TV I've watched. Like it's it is it's heralded. so dramatic yeah. and it's so funny. It's it's an award winning show. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, and yeah. it's like a big deal in the drag community. I mean, it's done a lot and all that, but like, yeah. just from an entertainment standpoint. Oh yeah. Pretty good in regards to reality. Better than the mass singer, I'll tell you that much. Oh, Let's not even get into it. I, 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 I don't want to start Brad on something. Have you seen the commercials Look. for Masked Dancer? How the hell does that work? How do you guess <laughs> who the person is by their dance moves? How does that work? I'll just say you'll know what C list celebrity can I pull out of my ass that is going to be this dancer? This is the way you said that. Have you guys heard of have you heard of the mask? <laughs> I've had a lot of thought into this. How does that work? Have you seen this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Put on the news right now. Put it on. Yeah. <laughs> turn the news on. Turn the news on. Turn the news on. Turn the. Oh my God! It's happening! It's happening! Channel ten. Mass dancer now. Now they're dancing. From the people that brought you mass singer. How am I supposed to know who's dancing? Know. When the people who brought you the mass singer. That's how you know it's going to be a banger. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's yeah, for me. That's when I shut it off. I want to see just how bad these C listers are dancing, and then I'm going to guess who they are. No disrespect to the C-list community, but I have hey. no idea who you are. I'm not entrenched in media enough to yeah, understand. Yeah, we're uh, be able to guess who you are by dancing. 
we're surrounded by e-listers only so right we're on the e-list uh you know tiktok crew now so we're (laughs) that's who we know the the not even shouting him out (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't he should be shouting us out yeah that's true we'll do it we'll do a shout out for shout out that's for we'll we'll do a little that's fair little crossover episode uh the only like segment of mass singer that i've ever seen was one where mickey rourke was unveiled and he was very clearly <laughs> heavily intoxicated which honestly from the snippet i saw could be a pretty good show yeah. so he's the villain from like uh whiplash from iron man 2 well, and he's also the villain in the alex rider movie <laughs> oh yeah i need to rewatch that i wonder how poorly it holds up that's what it is. I'm going to tell you that I'm sure the movie is worse than the books. And I don't think the books would hold up very well either. Well, so. no, the movie was pretty good. The I'm, books I'm, were pretty well, good. Well, no, this was on. elementary school. But <laughs> the books were well, very hang, good. Hang on. Let's give the man a chance. Well, hold on. Because it, it had the guy. Remember the red hair guy from Band of Brothers? He's like one of the villains in that too. Yeah. He's the guy that kills right. the uncle. Isn't Ewan McGregor the uncle? Am I picturing this? I need to rewatch I have no that. idea. A number crunch. All I'm thinking of is Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> Frankie Muniz, dude. What a man. It is and it is 10 Orban steps Blue. above. It's like a point point blank. Point, point break. What's the movie? Yeah. Point well, point blank, blank is uh is one the of the names name. of the Alex Ryder books. I have right. all of them. Okay. I need to find this DVD. I know I had it at some point. <laughs> Hang uh, on. The I'm, ratings, I'm bring out my the ratings are not so so good. <laughs> the ratings are frankly, they're terrible. It's a catastrophe. <laughs> Okay, let's see who we got in this movie. Oh, yeah, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor is Ian Ryder, so he's like the dad or whatever. Connor McGregor is Ian Ryder. So Ian Ryder was the no spy, idea. and he got killed by Damien yes. Lewis. Okay. Daniel was the other famous kills guy. Connor McGregor, and then... Uh, Alex Pettifer yeah. is Alex Ryder. He's okay. kind of a moderately well-known guy. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is the villain. It's an okay cast. This is a really yeah. good outro. Yeah, I think the people are really engaged. They haven't yeah. turned it off yet. No way they've turned it off. This okay, that's all I recognize people here. come for. They come for IMDb readings of the cast list of the Alex Ryder show. You're not going to get that on any other podcast. Movie. 2006. Name one. Name one. Look, if if there's one thing you can say about Feed Picks, it's that we have the Alex Ryder fandom, specifically the movie, on lock. Okay, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. We. I'm so sorry, Brad. Go ahead. No, no, please, please. I guarantee <laughs> what I was about just, to say was going to be so much worse than anything that you could you could be thinking of. I was just gonna say I can guarantee you that the stuff you hear on this show you will not hear anywhere else. It's I, the ramblings I of lunatics. I genuinely believe that. Like it's just it's like as unique as it could be. <laughs> Although we're talking about things like we're talking about you know popular things, but the opinions. Priceless. Yeah. You, what you're all experiencing. I'm looking are... at screen caps of this movie and I'm just <laughs> this, this show is, it is everything you picture. You're experiencing in real time our final neurons firing. <laughs> we got to cut this off, uh, folks. Yeah, I guess we probably should. We love you and we, we miss do. You. And Thanks for buy our merch. Buy that. Merch. Buy our merch. It's cool. Merch. It's tasteful. Be the, be the talk of the town. Someone walks up to you. What the hell is on your shirt? Look, exactly. Look, you're that's a conversation you you're six be, feet away yeah you can be a casual fan and you can get the mug or you can maybe get the logo shirt or or you can prove your dedication and get the 5g tower shirts 
So that right. everybody knows that you're That's a lunatic. The heads, my grandma, the heads have that my one. My dad, my grandma, <laughs> Nana and my dad both have that. And Bumpa, my grandparents Shut and my up. dad. The QAnon yeah. folk out there, all of my post-Trump QAnon people that I'm going to be meeting up with very regularly, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna love. We're gonna like, those are going to sell like hotcakes. Yes. I was thinking about that earlier. Final point before we end this. Maybe I we'll can't end. believe I didn't make QAnon merch to make some bank. I could I could have been stacking cash. I said the same thing about Trump merch. Like if you just made bootleg Trump merch, go to they're, a rally. Yeah, they're all terrible you're making, at graphic design. You're making five hundred dollars. Hey, next next election cycle, we're going to capitalize on this. Both sides. Seriously, are going next psyop. Next we're psy-op. making merch for everybody. Next psyop, we are getting the money from the psyop. I'm going to start a psyop and then I'm going to capitalize on it. There you go. The way to do it. That's the feedback promise. Thank you for listening. This whole time, there's. I'm so. I want to know who made it this far. If you're still they're gonna, here, they're gonna play this entire thing at our deposition hearings <laughs> when we're being under investigation. I'd like to point the court to Figure A, where uh, Mr. Laubach, um, he concedes to being a part of the QAnon movement as well as trying to capitalize on a dangerous, what we're now classifying as domestic terrorist <laughs> movement. I'm just gonna clear my name. Everything I said was a lie. Again, this was all this is parody. a parody, and under the current laws of free speech, comedy is covered by that, I believe. I'm not a lawyer. We're registered yeah. as a comedy My show. My insurance covers comedy, so. <laughs> so put that in your, your pipe and smoke it. And with that, we love, we you. love you. 